Acts 5, 1 through Acts 5, 11. And I'll start and you guys can follow me or just listen. But a man named Ananias and his wife Sapphira, Sapphira sold a piece of property. And with his knowledge, he kept back for himself, with his wife's knowledge, I'm sorry, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, was how, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And great fear came upon all who heard it. The young men rose and wrapped him and carried him out and buried him. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter said to her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those that have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately, she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. When the young men came in, they found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard these things. So you guys have heard that story before a hundred times, maybe a thousand I like it because I like shocking stuff like that. You just drop dead, right? It's, it's like, yeah, that, it just fits well with me. So, uh, of course, I don't want to just drop dead, but I don't mind some of you. Well, I love you. <laughs> but, yeah, if it happens, it happens. We know it. <laughs> so, um, but the point uh, here is that um, the Bible mentions this couple. I call them the power couple, right? The power couple lied and died, right? So let's look at the steps that led to the deaths of this couple. Because not just one died, they both died. And they were both lying. And it's just kind of shocking to me um, that it had to happen to that degree, their punishment, Right? When we've been all over the planet lying, right? Continually lying, you, you know, it's, it's almost like, well, how will I survive without a lie? You know, so somewhere, form or fashion, I need to lie about something. I believe. But I know that the Holy Spirit is working in me. I know that these days, and I know for some of you, these days, you can hardly open your mouth without thinking what you're about to say, right? Is this edifying? Is this truthful? Is this going to be a benefit? Am I going to have to uh, tell a lie and finagle my way back out of the lie? You know what I mean? It's kind of like I'm at a place where at least I know I'm getting apprehension. There is a resistance. It doesn't mean that I always stop short. But it does mean that as soon as I mess up, 
I'm totally convicted. And I'm trying to figure out how to turn that lie into truth. You know, how can I switch this around (laughs) so that it would be at least believable or I would still remain a, a person of some integrity in the minds and thoughts of others? Or, you know, how can I manage to keep a profile that is God-like when I just lied and now my choice to remedy that lie is to not confess the lie but to fix it up. Let me doctor it. Right. See, she know all about doctoring lies. <laughs> let, let, me, let me doctor it. Right? Let me fix the lie. All right. So, how did this all get started? Okay. When Ananias started lying, where did it start? He decided, and with his wife's knowledge, that he was going to keep some of the money. Right? Okay. I believe it started in his heart. And this is where lies start, okay? And I believe also that it may not have been just today I came up with an idea that I'm going to lie. What I believe is for most of us, we lie based on lie-based history, a series and a system of lying. The Bible calls it um, childhood tools, tools of our youth. Sometimes we've been in some situations where lying got us out. And so we're relying on that same methodology even into our maturity, right? If it worked then, maybe it'll work now, right? And so why not try? Because there was an advantage. I didn't get a whooping that day, right? I didn't go to jail. You know, it worked for me, okay? Now, even a more, let's say, intrinsic, and I don't use those words, but, you know, more in-depth way of looking at this lie that he told, and a more precise way of looking at the lie from a core understanding, my laptop stopped, hold on you guys, Um, would be to, would be to, let's guess, what was his motive for lying in the first place? If I came to church and I wanted to impress Pastor Jamie and and B and Ruth and and, and Conke, you know, and said, oh, I sold my property, And I'm donating it all to the church. Okay, so, you know, the first thing Akan K and Ruth and Miss B and Pastor might say is that that guy. Now, that guy, that's some guy. That brother Dave, he brought all the proceeds into the church. You know, we've got to. And Pastor might get up and say, church, you know, let me come come here, brother Dave. You know, you get what I'm saying? Okay, so I get acknowledged, right? There's an acknowledgement that if you, especially like in the business world, if you, if you are acknowledged, that means you 
have the potential to go places and become something. And so that same idea is really part of the church world today where the church has adopted this networking and all of this, right? We're going to be something. You want to be something. This is how you do it. If it were up to the devil, this would be nothing but one big commercial, right? One big marketing ploy, right? And so, but what I want to do, what I want to stress is that if there was a hope in his heart, Ananias, a hope in his heart that he would be something or be approved of or be promoted or be or escalate or, you know, or whatever, just become a name in this church. Here's one way of doing it. Let me bring light to my offering. The problem is, is that he chose to be deceptive, right? The problem is, is that he was deceived and being deceived. Okay, and so what do I mean by that? He's believing that by any means possible, he's going to first and foremost make a name for himself. When, in fact, we're supposed to be making a name for God. We're supposed to make God's name great, right? This is the truth, okay? But you might think, well, you know, Ananias, was he a Christian? They couldn't have been Christians. I believe he was. I believe they were saved. There's an argument, but my argument's better than their argument. So you'll listen to my argument. (laughs) And then even if you don't agree, then you can lie. No, don't lie. However, the reason, some reasons why I believe that they were saved is because Peter has dealt with others in the Bible, like Simon the sorcerer. And Simon the sorcerer, the Bible says that Simon the sorcerer was baptized and he did believe, if you guys remember the story. But later on, Simon the sorcerer, wanting to make his name greater than he had been trying to make it, wanted to buy the rights to give the Holy Spirit out as he pleased, right? You guys remember? All right, so this is why I believe, first of all, the Bible says that he believed and he was baptized along with everyone else. However, now he's trying to spend his money for something only God can give you. Money, that, that's just an under, underrated attempt at trying to have something to be something, right? And the something you're trying to have is not God, but your own skill set of lies and deception and manipulation and all of this. What you've been relying on or what I've been relying on since youth. And over time, I've gotten good with it. The only thing is, is that I, I started getting busted. Right? Because God will bust you. He'll bust you and you'll be, you won't have any defense. You're looking for something to patch up the lie and there's nothing there. You just said, this is how we will stand before God with no excuse. Nothing will be there to deliver us from the wrath of God in any kind of judgmental situation if we're lying. So, we're believers, we're going to heaven, we still have issues, we lie, okay? So, but, so, so don't get it twisted 
that this judgment that I'm talking about means your salvation. No, it means your loss, okay? There's a great loss that comes with sin for the believer, okay? And so I say that all the time. Where I'm going with this, where am I going with this, okay? Um, lying starts the conception. The, 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 w- w- look, lying starts, <laughs> I believe our lies are starting based on the first lie that we believed. We were born in sin and shaping in iniquity, okay? We basically inherited lying as a sin from our fathers and mothers and grandfathers and all the way to Eden, to Adam and Eve. So there's no way we're not going to operate based on where we come from, all right? Making it a, don't do it again, making it a, um, a lifelong, a lifelong, um, uh, let's say, um, a method of living is, is our choice until we have a confrontation with the risen Lord. Okay, this is when the conviction starts to come in because now we have God that studies the thoughts and the intentions of our hearts and God who we know studies the thoughts and the intentions of our hearts. And we can't just turn away and pretend like God didn't hear what I just thought. Okay? We can press on But it's clear to us that we're headed in the wrong direction. But something in our will is going to make us press on anyway. You get it? All the way to our death at the feet of Peter. Right? It's kind of like, where did this start? I wanted power. I wanted fame. I wanted recognition. I wanted all these things. So I decided... This is how I'm going to get those things, right? Made sense to me until Peter was telling me, you're about to drop dead, David. You know, that's not the end result that I wanted, right? I wanted, oh, look at, look at David. Come here, everybody. Look, look. Look at Brother Dave. Look at what he's done, right? Okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting recognition if our approval is first sought from God. When you recognize me, you should recognize that I'm doing something for the Lord. The work I'm doing, whatever the strategy, whatever it is that I'm doing, it can't just go outside of the box. It has to be in the confines of what God would allow me to do in order to serve him. This is why I said and still believe today that Christians, their lives can end earlier than planned. Because if you're in the way, you're in the way. You, you, look, God loves me enough to take me out the way. At least I'll skip hell. Is this making sense? Okay, so what I want to say is that last week, last week, last month, last month, right? I was talking about uh, the job, <clears throat> you down on the job, and then um, you, you, you made a name for your project you're working on, and then um, the boss comes and tells you we're giving you a $500 bonus, remember? Okay, a $500 bonus. 
and then they give you the bonus and everything and you're all excited and then you open up your regular check which is usually a thousand dollars but it's only two hundred and fifty dollars you know now now what kind of recognition is that you know you gave me a five hundred dollar bonus but you took seven hundred and fifty dollars out of my regular check so I'm short I don't come out over I come out under right what what kind of bonus is that I mean Things turned crazy. I was being recognized. I was working towards um, prominence. I was about to, as far as I could see, lead the pack. They were going to promote me and do all these things. You know, make, make my name great in the company. All right? But I don't just want a great name. I want that money that goes with the name. You know, so... Look, if you promote me and I get a new name, am I going to get less next time? Will it be just $5 in the envelope? I mean, so what's my point? I think I'm trying to stress a point. We need to examine our thought life in a way that is not just forgive me for all I've done wrong. Okay. We need to know the exact nature of what it is that we've done wrong. And we need to turn that nature over to God for examination so that he can point out just where the origin of the problem began. Because if he doesn't, I won't see it springing up again. I'll just by default operate the way I ordinarily operate. Because in my heart, I have this desire to be something. Go somewhere, be a famous, be a, you, you get it? In my heart, I have these desires, right? But when, when, by the time I lie, by the time I tell a lie in it, I'm wondering where'd that come from, right? I'm a Christian. There's a foundation that needs to be dismantled in my heart, okay? We need to look at the foundation, when I came to the job and they put me on the project and I started working with Gina and Tina and, and Geraldine and all of these and we all working together and stuff. And then when they commended us for the project and everything and they said, and Geraldine, she came through for you, didn't she? Yes, she finally, she finally did. You know, where'd I get that lie? She was there day and night. Right? But what do I want? I want to demean her because look, I need me. This me. All right? Okay, and so why would I do something like that? I'm thinking after I said it. Why did I say that, and how do I retract that statement, right? Um, I could be bold enough to say, oh, I just lied. Um, I didn't mean that. You, you know, she did a whole lot. That might affect the praise I'm looking for. Sometimes you get into a place where you're scared to tell the truth because you could be incarcerated. You could lose your wife or your husband. You, you know, you, you're holding on to something that works, but you notice that out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Oh, yeah, finally, finally, yeah. That came out of a corrupt heart that's thinking only about David, not about the team. You get what I'm saying? We're a team effort. All four of us have been working on this project. We're being recognized. I got $500 bonus, but they mentioned Geraldine. Oh, yeah, finally she helped. 
You get it? That comes from my lying foundation. This is what I need to understand. I need the Lord to dismantle, to come in and just destroy this foundation, right? So Ananias was trying to lay a foundation here, right? That didn't get a chance to get laid. It was destroyed on the onset, right? You hear me? The church can't be built on a lie, number one, okay? That's not going to happen. Now, right now, we're at a place where the enemy is getting in the church through various ways and means, and he's snatching and pulling the church apart. But the church was laid on a foundation of truth, and so we need to stick to the truth. Otherwise, we get snatched out. We'll get pulled and lured and towed up, okay, because the enemy ain't playing. He's looking for a way in, and every word matters because we will be judged for every idle word that comes out of our mouths. So just because you don't know that I lied, God knows I lied. Right? Come on, let's come on, somebody. Let's get this right, okay? We're, look, we cannot go about lying and expect things to work out, right? How are they supposed to work out? My dream is I'll take this little portion of money down here, lay it at Peter's feet, and then my dreams, they're going to herald me. was my dream that I was going to drop dead. That wasn't the dream. Right? Me and Priscilla, what's her name? Ananias and, and Priscilla, Sapphira. Oh, I'm mixing them up. The power couple, dead on arrival. Right? Came in the door line. Okay, listen. We're part of the church. So what the Lord is doing is he's building this church with us. We are intricately involved in the building, so much so that your body, your person, is part of the church. I can even either use you or discard you. If I can't use you, we can't build. Look, we're not going to build a building with faulty windows and faulty doors. Th- th- this is not like how they did at my house. Just put the windows in any kind of way and the rain came in. Remember, it was just pouring in. God's not building a faulty building. He started with the truth, and as we can see, the church has been going through a lying process that's been degrading the church, so much so that you hear all kind of wolves in sheep's clothing, nonsense over here, flying over here. They, they over here eating grass in Africa. You know, all kind of nutty stuff, send your money, here's your charms, all of this stuff. That's not how the church started. But I'll tell you this, the church isn't finished. It's just being weeded out. That's it. It's being weeded out. The weeds are being pulled out. Don't come lying to the Lord. Don't lie in his name. And how is that? I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. But finally... 
Geraldine came and helped, finally. That's in the name of the Lord. Everybody knows I'm a Christian on the job. Bless the Lord. Is this making sense? You lying to me? All right. All right. Don't lie. <laughs> I'm almost done because, you know, we're going to keep it short so we can have prayer and stuff. That's right. Absolutely. Um, we're a people that know good and evil. Some people think, Peter, this is maybe not important. I don't know. But I read some commentary last night. I don't believe it that Peter killed him. And the guy's trying to say, and you know he, he's capable because he cut off somebody's ear. Well, that was old Peter, right? Right? Okay. Um, I believe that Peter was filled with the Spirit, and he prophesied what was about to happen to Ananias and Sapphira, right? And, um, yeah, yeah. And because he was filled with the Spirit. And if you think about it, Peter's not killing people. You know, you can't kill someone unless God allows that person to die. Right? There's some guy running around with a knife still in his head. The butt of the knife, they can't remove They're scared to remove it because it would kill him. I mean, it just goes to show you God is still in charge. I don't care if you try. So, look, right. Then Peter also, um, remember he raised Dorcas from the dead, or did he? I believe what happened was, well, we all know that Jesus is the resurrection. So Jesus raised Dorcas from the dead. Peter's there exercising Jesus, the power of Jesus, okay? We're not empowered to do these, these things. We're empowered, but it's not by our power, is what I'm saying. It's, it's by the Lord's power. So when you consider, come on down here. When you consider, um, oops, sorry. Um, some of the stuff we're hearing, it's like, it makes perfect sense. I've been having a bit of an argument with a Baptist friend of mine I grew up with that you got to be baptized. You got to be baptized in order to be safe, right? And we've been having that argument, right? And I'm kind of like, well, I tell you what, if you're hurting, right, you can jump in the water, right? Everything, everything for the believer is a matter of the heart. Everything for us has to do with our hearts, how we act, what we say, what we do, right? It, it, it's, it's a matter of the heart. So, I mean, I don't believe in incantations. I believe that they probably work on people that aren't in, right, in Christ. I believe that the enemy will come and try to help, but I don't believe in that nonsense. I'm not saying, and even a sinner's prayer, I don't believe that that's going to save anyone any more than jumping in the water, or an altar call. But I do believe that if the sinner's prayer was being said and you were reciting it, but your heart was inclined to God and you wanted the Lord, you'd be saved regardless of the prayer, regardless of the water or waterless, regardless of anything that might be needed or people are saying is necessary for your salvation. 
if your heart isn't in it, right? So what is the Lord paying attention to? Right. Billy Graham crusades, the millions of people will come flooding down there and everything. And, you know, the first thing that comes to mind are all those people saved. I'll tell you those that had a heart toward salvation. What did um, um, Lorraine say? Um, and, unless he call you, she said, draws you, right? You can't be saved unless he's drawing you. But what does that mean? Does that mean that everybody that went down to the altar call thinking, oh, this is how you get saved, did not get saved? Their hope in their heart is what they're hoping, God, Lord, please save me. Then this farce has nothing to do with my relationship with God. And so why do I say that? It's because now I have a relationship with God that has everything to do with my heart. And if I think I can lie, little lies, white lies, little itty bitty lies, if I omit details, okay, I'm not telling it all. Or if I tell too much, I'm telling more than necessary. I'm trying to get more out there than necessary because I'm trying to spin a narrative. It's deceptive and I'm lying. And I'm coming from a lie-based thinking, a foundation of lies. Now, if I'm going to be used, if the Lord is going to use me in this body, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter. I don't care who you are. If he's going to use us, we're going to submit to him and we're going to ask the Lord. Don't just tell yourself, I'm going to stop lying today. Oh, David said it. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and try that. Right? Go ahead, you know, you know how many times we've decided what we were going to stop doing? Remember the diets, right? And all the pledges in January and stuff, you know. Remember, okay, we need the Lord to help accomplish. Look, we're not going to succeed in anything that's worthwhile without his help, right? Lord, help me, help me spend time with you to unravel the lies that have been a part of me even after my salvation. Help, help me, Lord, to dismantle this foundation I've been relying on. Help me spend time with you that's necessary, not just a quick, oh, forgive me of all my lies. Okay, even this, even this request is something God wants to use to build intimacy with us. He wants to build a relationship with us. He wants us fine-tuned, sharp, shining pieces of the puzzle placed into this building of the church he's making, refined with no error. That comes from us surrendering to him to do it in us. Admit, we've been lying. That's the first step. It's been a part of my, my being. I don't know where it came from. It was just there. I tried it out. I ate those cookies and got away. It worked. Now I want it to work again. I don't want to drop dead. I don't want to be removed. Pretty much everything that we're doing. I didn't say many scriptures today. I got them in here. But this thing closed again, so I think it's a sign. Um, so... <laughs> But I, I'm telling you guys, everything we do has some kind of response associated with it, some kind of recourse. Something comes from something given, 
okay? I mean, if, I, if I'm cheating, I'm being cheated. If, right? If I'm lying, I'm being lied to. If I'm deceiving, I'm being deceived. If I'm holding you back, I'm being held back. If I'm rejecting you or the system or whatever, I'm being rejected. I can't seem to draw the correlation. I can't seem to make this. That can't be from what I just did. Why are they doing this to me? Right? (sighs) I did nothing to deserve What's happening to me? Lord, search me. Search my heart and know me. And let me know if there's any, anything wrong, any unclean thing. Take your time and give me patience to let you. Because I know what's coming on TV. And it's a rerun. And I would rather go there than to hear from you so that I can be refined as a part of this kingdom you're building. Right? Quit fooling ourselves. You're giving it, you're getting it. I don't care. Unless God is talking to uh, Satan about something, let's test um, uh, Doretha, let's test her. Unless she's been so faithful (laughs) that he picks her out the crowd. You get it? Now, I'm going to tell you. I'm not saying emphatically that we're getting back everything that we've given. That's not what I'm saying, because if we got back everything we were, have been given, we'd be dead. First and foremost, sin leads to death. And it, of course, God showed us that because Ananias and Sapphira's death was eradicated. Bam! They out of here. Money, houses for sale, all of this, all down the drain. Right? But he's patient with us that no man would perish and that every man would come to the knowledge of who he is. Because he loves us. He's patient with us. And so we're hearing a word today. I'm the first benefactor because I can lie even in my joking. I will clearly tell you, though, I was joking. All right? But I think I better stop. (laughs) No, I'm telling the truth because I lie outside of joking. Don't let me sit up here and try to make myself more than I am. If I see the need and without thinking, I'll come up with a lie. However, God has been good. And I know he's been good to you guys that you've been recognizing when you're stepping out of zone into the wrong zone. Bless the Lord. He cares, he loves us, and he wants to reward us. He wants to tell us, good and well done, good and faithful servant. He wants us to be a part of this building he's making, this body he's creating that is a worthwhile part that's essential and necessary, that can't be discarded. Right? We all matter. We're big time to the Lord. Bow your heads with me, thanks.